Freakonomics Radio is sponsored by Discover. When it comes to your finances, go for the credit card that's always there for you. With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. That means no waiting for, quote, normal business hours just to get a hold of someone. Real service from real people whenever you need it. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Freakonomics Radio is sponsored by Capital One Bank. With no fees or minimums, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions, even easier than deciding to listen to another episode of your favorite podcast. And with no overdraft fees, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank. Capital One N.A. Member FDIC. From APM, American Public Media, and WNYC, this is Freakonomics Radio on Marketplace. Here's the host of Marketplace, Kai Rizdahl. Time now for a little bit of Freakonomics Radio, that moment in the broadcast every couple of weeks where we talk to Stephen Dubner, the co-author of the books and the blog of the same name. It is the hidden side of everything. Dubner, good to talk to you again. Great to talk to you, Kai. <laughs> and uh, I got a question for you. All right, shoot. Are you pretty happy with your job these days? <laughs> uh, am I pretty happy? Most days, yeah. Tell me this. What about your coworkers? How's their employee morale, would you say? Uh, it, it depends on how heavy the beatings are. But no, uh, actually, they're, they're, they're doing all right. <laughs> You know, workplace morale is something, especially in an economy like this, is something that's really worth thinking about. It translates directly into productivity. Low morale, Makes bad sense. for the bottom line. Yeah. Good morale is kind of a, a tide that lifts all boats. Now, here's Michael Johnson, who studies organizational behavior at the University of Washington. A lot of the uh, current research on employee morale and managing people in general in organizations suggests that this may be the only remaining competitive advantage that organizations have. Organizations that do this well, they tend to do really well financially, too. But, Kai, let me run an interesting wrinkle past you. In a tough job market like this one, fewer people quit their jobs, less than 2 million a month now compared to more than 3 million before the recession, which means that more grumpy employees are staying put. Right. So they're, they're staying put because they're worried that they can't find another job. Exactly. Right? Right. Yep. Yep. Um, how do you measure uh, grumpiness? Well, unfortunately, that's the problem. It's hard. <laughs> um, a lot of firms do surveys, but personally, in my yeah, you know work we, that I've, I've... We, Here's the thing. For HR managers everywhere, we all lie on those surveys. We yeah, exactly. We, right. we lie on most surveys, right. um, but especially, you know, how happy are you? And I'm, I'm the person who pays you, and I need you to tell me how happy <laughs> exactly, you are. Exactly. That's right. So sometimes you have to get creative. We actually put this question out to readers on our Freakonomics blog, and um, we got some good answers. Here's Damon Bevan. He's a software engineer in Lexington, Kentucky. He used to visit lots of different companies. Here's how he sussed out worker morale in those places. I looked for the the number of dealer comments, and that seemed to be inversely proportional to the level of morale. Uh, A lot of dealer comments seemed to be like a a passive-aggressive way of (laughs) an employee complaining. 
This is good. First of all, I love the, the Dilbert index, but also I love that we're crowdsourcing this segment now. That's awesome. <laughs> of course. You know, yes. we've cut down here. That's I don't know right, if you knew. Right. But, uh, that's right. All right. Try this one. This is from a management consultant named Tim Wadlow. Okay. He visited more than 100 manufacturing companies around the world. He came to believe that parking direction is an indicator of employee morale. Here's what Wadlow saw okay. at the companies that had low morale. A lot of these people seem very anxious to leave work, and often uh, as they got to work, they would back their cars into their parking spot. And it seemed like maybe the moment they got to work, they were so dreading it that they were planning their escape. (laughs) I I like that. That's great. Now, uh, that doesn't apply here at at Marketplace World Headquarters because our parking lot is is mandated nose-in parking only. That's the way to keep morale high, force people to park that way. You must. You must. Um, Okay, this is good anecdotal evidence, the, the key phrase being there, anecdotal, my friend. Exactly. Uh, what you really want to know is uh, you want to keep your eye on sick days because calling in sick, especially when you're not sick, is kind of, you know, the ultimate expression of bad morale. Well, yeah, but what, I mean, come on. HR is going to call everybody who calls in sick and says, I need to know from your doctor. What are we, 12? Not going to happen, right. unfortunately. Uh, Michael Johnson, the UW professor we heard from earlier, he investigated a pair of auto parts plants that tried out a variety of incentives. Some were carrots, some were sticks. They wanted to cut down on absenteeism. He found that the combination of threat and reward actually worked very well, but he also found an interesting loophole, a little something we call the FMLA or the oh, Family yeah. Medical Leave Act. Right. You familiar it's, with that? Yeah, you bet. It's to get time off to care for a sick, injured, whatever family member, yeah. Exactly, the federal law. Now, right. when the company made it harder to call in sick the old way, some employees found a new way. Here's Michael Johnson. Overall, absenteeism dropped about four to four and a half days, but the absenteeism that was related to the FMLA went up about a day or a day and a half uh, over the year. Uh, so it seemed to us they might actually be gaming the system yeah. so that they could keep taking days off work and not suffer any punishment for it. Right. So it took us a while to get there, but this is the hidden side, right? This is the unintended consequences of all that stuff. That's exactly right. right. And, and, you know, at the end of the day, isn't it nice to know that whenever you're feeling down and need a little me time, the federal government <laughs> is there to give you a day off? <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> Stephen Dubner, Freakonomics.com is the website. He's back in a couple of weeks. Talk to you later. Thanks much, Guy. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Ready for an amazing deal? BreezeLine's fiber-powered internet, starting at $19.99 per month, offers the reliability you deserve and security you can trust. Whether you're streaming, gaming, or working from home, we've got all your needs covered with speeds up to 1 gig and our two-year price lock guarantee. This deal gets even better with two free months of internet, free equipment, and free Wi-Fi your way to protect against cyber threats. Act now. Terms and conditions apply. Offer expires July 8, 2024. Learn more at BreezeLine.com. Freakonomics Radio is sponsored by Cars.com. Have you heard about the Your Garage feature on Cars.com? Here's how it works. You add your car to your garage to track its market value and cash in when the time is right to sell. Track both your car's historical and projected value. When it's time to sell, easily secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on Cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with Your Garage on Cars.com.